We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Buckingham. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. to Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go again. and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts, safe. What can I say? Just stick my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports, episode 87. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. Uh, listen, the basic component of this podcast is to talk about the trade deadline, especially as it relates to the Red Sox and the Yankees. But we did want to just start out um, you know, Vin Scully didn't do Yankee games. He did Brooklyn Dodger games. He didn't do Red Sox games. But I, I you know, he, of course, passed away at the age of 94 uh, this week. And for me, I just remember him first on the national broadcast. I, you're younger than me, John. I don't know if you remember, like, the Joe Garajola, Vin Scully game of the week stuff. Like, you're too young for that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't remember that. I remember him doing, like, all-star games and World Series and that kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, just his voice in general. You know, it's amazing that the guy – you know, basically, what sixty-seven years he was in broadcast. Sixty-seven years. Yeah, and he—I mean, he was calling games in the '60s. He did. I think he did a Super Bowl like 1965 or something like that. He called the Super Bowl. Or, he I did mean, the Bigs in nineteen in 1950, yeah. and it, with Jackie Robinson. Insane, insane to be able to be on your game like that that long. And now he stopped broadcasting Dodger games in what was it now 2016? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, so it, it's, it's surprising that it's been that long. He's out. It doesn't seem that way, and he's kind of just been like. He's almost like Bob Barker. He kind of just disappeared, you know? It's like, yeah. where'd he go? But um, unbelievable voice and surely going to be missed. It's amazing. You won't be able to hear that that uh, famous Dodger voice. There's two things I'll point out, and then and then we'll move on to the trade stuff. One is uh, it, it, Tyler Kepner, who you know from the New York Times, wrote, wrote a piece in 2016 about this, and then he reprinted it when Vince Scully passed. And I talked about this on my, my daily radio show, Brian and Company on WTIC. Is that, is that Kepner wrote about how all the young players in 2016, when they were on the road visiting the Dodgers, would find a way to go say like a hello and a goodbye and a thank you to him. And we give so much crap to the young players of the game in general and our young people in general for not respecting traditions and so on and so forth. And I just thought that you should go find it and reread that piece because it's just cool to see how he – bridge the gap of generations right i mean basically bringing you know you know jackie robinson all the way to bryce harper and that that's one thing i think is worth looking at and then don orsillo tweeted out i guess when he was a major league baseball intern he has a picture of him and vin scully and then he has a picture of him and vin scully when he's with the padres and he basically said that you know everyone knows that don orsillo had a brutal breakup with the red sox and he said that vin scully said to him when he was trying to figure things out, he said, go to San Diego. They'll love you there too. And I just thought, I mean, it gets, I, I don't know why I get a little emotional, but like, that's just cool because 
I, I mean, now Don's in winning Emmy Awards in San Diego, and, and, and those are the little things that you would never know unless somebody shared that story. Yeah, it's amazing. that Think of all the lives and broadcasting and just baseball and just sports and people in general that he's touched. And when you say that about the younger players, you know, it just goes to show you that, you know, these, these younger players and players in general, you know, they're fans of the game too. You know, I'm sure they, they know who he is and they've listened to him, most of them. And they, you know, it's just like, you know, they want to meet somebody like I would want to meet him too. You know, it's like you want to meet legends and that's, and that's what he was. I guess Bryce Harper's debut was, Scully did the game and and Harper talks about keeping a copy of it because he mentions his his dad and his family and all this stuff. It's just kind of cool. And so may he rest in peace. All right, let's talk about me. You know, I don't want to make transition out of sadness, so I'll just segue by saying this is fan base in uh, deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. He's John Senegal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is episode 87. Uh, I'll just, before we get to Red Sox-Yankees, generally speaking, what did you think of the trade deadline? What sort of stuck out at you? the most oh man like exhale really right now this has been probably one of the more crazy trade trade deadlines i can imagine um i mean remember um obviously soto everyone's everyone's talking about soto um it's i mean it is what it is they gave up a lot to get them um they have control over them like everyone knows still after 2025 uh padres are better for it i mean if you look around the Phillies made some moves. They got, you know, Syndergaard, David Robertson, Brandon Marsh. The Mariners got Luis Castillo, which was you know, what the Yankees were looking at. Um, sneaky, the Twins get Michael Fulmer, Tyler Maley, and Jorge Lopez. So, I mean, the Twins got sneakily really good. Um, and, of course, you know, the Astros got Mancini, and they also got one of your guys, Brian, which I know you are not happy about. No, uh, that would be Christian Vasquez. Um, and basically what I'll say is that the Red Sox did not move J.D. Martinez. They did not move Nate Evaldi, and I love Nate Evaldi. And obviously we knew beforehand that they weren't going to trade Xander Bogarts. But didn't see this coming, did, did you? No, well, the thing is I think that if I was going to be just be object, try to look at it objectively, I think the front office was like, we are going to trade players, multiple players. And so when they thought they got decent value – for Vasquez, a guy that they thought maybe they wouldn't resign, they took it because they probably assumed they were going to move multiple players. Now, the deals for J.D. and Avaldi didn't materialize. So now you look at it and you're like, they just all you did was dump Vasquez, who was beloved, longest tenured guy on the team, and honestly should have been an all-star, like legitimately should have been an all-star. I mean, Trevino made it the team because of what he did in the first two months of the, of the season. But, it, you know, Vasquez arguably had been a more consistent offensive player. Yep. And and so what I would say is is that I, I'm so disappointed because these two prospects, they're not even like the high, high-end prospects. If you think about it, now they didn't really improve their pitching at all, which is a problem, but – who knows if they'll get Sale back? They got Evaldi back. They get Waka back. You know, I mean, there's guys. I mean, there's people who are out. I mean, just just remember, just by getting Devers back, they're better, and they don't make a trade. Same thing right. with Degrom in New York with the Mets. And so what I'd say is they got Hosmer, who's a legit first baseman, right. for free. They yeah, got him for free. Yeah. And so they're an upgrade at first. Now, um, Fam is not an upgrade in the outfield, but he's depth. And so if you if you just keep Vasquez, you have Hosmer, and you get your pitchers healthy. You're a pretty good team, right? But now all I am, I'm like, what the hell? They got they got they got a guy hitting 150 playing catcher, and they lost a guy that in my household was legitimately loved, right? I mean, we loved Christian Vasquez. It just it serves no purpose for me, and I and I know you and Matt uh, Matt Soroy is a producer, you know, make fun of me, but I am 
honestly considering dropping my tickets because it's like I don't – the only reason I keep my tickets is for the section because they're good seats and because I know people in the section and we get to see them on opening day. But I can get tickets anytime I want because they're, they're not, they never sell out. Right. And so what, what's the point of having season tickets? Well, especially and, if you can get them. That, I mean, that you said it right there. If you can get them and that's just a – you know, it's, it shows you what other fans are saying too, you know. I mean, what do you think the Red Sox are doing? Like from your from where you because you don't really. Well, care. I I was just about to say I I feel like it looks like they're they're hot and cold on it. It looks like they got better, but they didn't get better. You know, like they got better in a way because they got someone like Hosmer, but then they get rid of a staple like Christian Vasquez, who like you said was an, what could have should have been an all star, and they piss off their fan base. So, you know, it's like hot and cold. Like they they walk in a fine line, and like we said before, you know, they they probably aren't going to make the playoffs anyways. I mean, but it's like they're standing pat. In a way, they're kind of just there and hoping that sale will come back. I, I, I don't, I don't. So you don't not, know what they're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of confused. Much like I'm confused why the Yankees traded Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader. You know, I mean. I, well, let's talk about that then. Again, let's, so basically, the bottom line is that I'm, I'm just not excited about the Red Sox because I mean the players that I like. There's only like. Let's face it. I mean, and, and I don't even know if they're going to keep Bogarts. If they get rid of Bogarts, I'm done. I mean, I am legit. Yeah, Hitman done. Fam, though. Hitman Fam. You'll be all <laughs> fantasy fam is yeah. my favorite. <laughs> That's my favorite nickname. We'll see for how him. he pans out, man. It'd be interesting. But, but yeah, th- Harrison Bader and for for Jordan Montgomery. A lot of Yankee fans scratching their head on this one, and you know, Cashman saying that you know. And we'll, a lot of people are saying, you're going to love Jordan Montgomery. I was listening to the radio this morning, and people calling in from St. Louis, you know, not happy that he that he's leaving um, because he's such so a good Bader's player. Bader's leaving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, good player, you know, kind of like Eric Burns type player, right? Yeah, Remember but I mean, Eric listen, Burns? he's not that good. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's exciting, electric, you know, you hear all the words. But he's also hurt, you know, and he might he's probably not coming back until September. So you know, I just don't... I don't see why you got rid of a pitcher who's a lefty who's been homegrown and he's been playing pitching reasonably well and he's 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 doing he's doing what he needs to do. Let's put it that way. Well, I almost feel like there's something else going on, like how we questioned Boone the other time when he came out to get him on the mound and he was pissed right. off at the reporter uh, for sticking the mic in his face and he's been kind of crappy in his last few outings, like leaving early in the game. So I mean, who knows what's going on behind the scenes? It's just it's a head scratcher, is all I'm saying. I feel so like there's more there to might it. Be a, there might be a non-baseball reason. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. I'm, I feel like there's something more to it, and yeah, I've, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, probably, probably no, more. No, that's to what it. you get. You got to take a stand, John. Yeah, that's I think there's. The I think it's a non, big money I for. think it's a non-baseball reason. Just just from what I said, you know, he kind of in a way everything's under the microscope in New York. We know that, right? And he and he they got caught on camera saying, "Why are you taking me out?" and and then he kind of has a couple of crappy outings, and he was pissed off at the reporter. Who knows? Maybe he mouthed off before. Maybe it just seems weird that the Yankees are doing so well, and then they go into this little bit of a funk, which you know every team that's good usually has. The Yankees in '98 played like crap leading up to the end of the year, right? Yeah. Um, so it is what it is. But I feel like they, you know, they're making a lot of changes, right? You know, they get Frankie Montas, and they get Andrew Benatendi, and they get Efros, and then they, you know, it's just they get rid of Gallo, you know, which is great, but it just seems like. You, you're messing with something in pieces that I'm just not understanding. Here's you're losing was... a starter, and you're gaining a guy who's injured, and you really don't know what you're going to get with him, right? Right. That's here... that, I'm scratching my head on that one. Here's what I would say, because from my perspective, and not being a Yankee fan, it's it, it's really interesting and insightful that you mentioned some off-the-field stuff or some non-baseball-y stuff, because after you get Benintendi, you don't, even if Bader's a good ad, to dump a, a legitimate, lively left 
left-handed pitcher is insane to me. Yeah. Like it's not even it's not even like a head scratcher. It's crazy. Because even if he's a number three or number four starter, he's a lefty and he's stayed healthy and he's been pretty good. And so I'd, I would be like, what the hell are they doing? So if, if Boone, if he pissed Boone off and Boone is like, I know you just, he's a, he's been a cancer in the clubhouse. You got to move him, and they can get a guy who, who the fans will like, will give you depth because everybody gets hurt. You know, I'm not saying Ben Attendee is going to be Jacoby Ellsbury, but I mean, who knows? Right. And so, but from any other perspective, it makes no sense because they just got an all-star from Kansas City and Andrew Ben Attendee. So I, I find that to be really interesting that he's had some issues over the last little stretch of time. Um, that's really interesting. Okay, he's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. We're breaking down the trade deadline. So I guess, you know, you talk about how basically the Yankees are 500 in the last week or two, and they still have a double-digit lead in the East. I don't think that's in jeopardy. Uh, I do want to point out one other team because they're ahead of the the Red Sox in the standings. I w- if I were were a legitimate fan of the Baltimore Orioles, I would be furious. And I know that they got a lot in return, but if they're 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 legitimately in contention to make a wild card. And a wild card, uh, forgive me, for, correct me if I'm wrong. It's not a one and done anymore. So if you make it, you, you have a chance to get at least a home date. And, and make some more money, and they're only a couple games out of, of the wild card, and they they get rid of arguably their favorite, their fan favorite in Mancini, and, and some other pieces. And I, I just I, – I was sad for Orioles fans to go through what they've gone through the last few years and then to finally be decent and then to have the management say, you know, this isn't our time. It's not on schedule, so we're going to, you know, we're going to load up some more in the minors. What yeah, do I just don't – I don't see – where a team like the Orioles, who have been, you know, uh, not good for a while, you know, and, and and have been reaping the benefits of getting good draft picks and you know, hopefully developing their minor league system, would 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 take that approach. What you're talking about, it's just it it, it puzzles me. You know, a fan favorite like Mancini, who everybody knows, if you don't know his story, battled cancer and came back, and you know, just an amazing story and a great player, and and wanted and, to be and, there, and wanted to be there, and they love him there, and. You know why would you need to get rid of him? And then if you know if you watch the Yankees in the in the in the Orioles at all, you know Jorge Lopez is a very good pitcher. You know he, he a lot of people were after him, right? A lot of people yeah. were trying to get him. And you know when you have a piece of the puzzle like that, you know, and you're a game and a half out as we speak now on this broadcast, um, a game and a half out. So I don't understand. <laughs> Again, like you're scratching your head in Baltimore, you're scratching your head in New York, you're scratching your head in Boston. I guess the only place you're not scratching your head is San Diego. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, it is. And wait, wait, you're scratching your head in Los Angeles because you got Joey Gallo uh, for your number wonder, 15 though, prospect. I ended up feeling bad for him. I think that you might have sent it out, or Matt, in our little text chain. You know, like he he couldn't even really go out and about in New York. Yeah, maybe part of that's him, and he got it in his own head. And but he's just weird. Yeah, it's pretty sad. It is sad, and you don't ever want to see anybody deal with stuff like that because then it starts bang, banging on your head, and we know all you know what can happen there. Um, it's just. It was time for him to move on, and it's just sad the way it came about. It's just you know you saw it coming, you saw it coming, and it was just basically like he just had his stuff slowly packing up, knowing that he's going to be gone on August second. <laughs> it's just yeah. crazy, and I don't have to shave my head. <laughs> That's true. That is off the table, uh, you know. And and I don't know if he'll help the Dodgers. I don't know why they did it. I mean, what is he going to? 
And I believe they're actually paying the rest of his salary, so he's probably gotten about you know two million left on the deal for the year because I think he's making around eleven million. So the Yankees are paying. No, it? I think the Dodgers are. Oh, yeah, they picked it and, up. Yeah, I believe so. I didn't read anything differently, but if I did, I mean, it is what it is. I don't think that he'll be on the Dodgers postseason roster. I mean, he could be you know designated for assignment, and someone else could grab him along the way. I just don't see. You know, the Dodgers love picking people up. They grabbed Pujols last year, right? So it's just. Maybe it, they'll it catch is. you know lightning in a bottle or the DH side of things is possible. Well, I'd so, say it, was, it, would, it would be to compliment Belly's terrible batting average, but they're both lefties, so I'm scratching my head there too. So, <laughs> yeah. Any so let's go to the standings then as we wrap things up and and sort of handicap post because you talked about the Padres who really don't have a chance, in my opinion, to catch. It's basically the like the same as the AL East, you know, eleven to twelve game lead as we talk, um, and then in, you know, the and, but firmly entrenched in the wild card, and and the thing about that's really interesting about the Padres is that they they still haven't had a day of Fernando Tatis Jr. in the lineup, so and he should be back. Soto, He'll be back and, in a couple of weeks, I believe. right? If you add Soto and Tatis Jr., all of a sudden they <laughs> they're scary, and I'm kind of amazed because I think after, to be quite honest, after the Yankees and the Astros, I think there's a lot of just above-average teams in the AL, whereas in the NL, I think there are some legitimately, I mean, you talk about the Braves, you talk about the Padres, the Dodgers, I mean, and the Mets, and, I mean, the, and the Mets if you have Scherzer and DeGrom healthy, I, I think that the NL has, you know, legitimately four teams that, that could be the best team in the American League, in my opinion. And, and, and I'm still not a huge believer in the Yankees for some reason. I don't know why. It's not just because I'm a Red Sox fan. Every time I see them against the Astros, it makes me wonder. Yeah, I, wonder. Well, I mean, they're, they have, they're the team to beat. The Astros are the team to beat. So until someone beats them, you know. Listen, the Yankees, the Yankees, everybody, they were riding so high all year, and they're playing you know, they're playing 500 ball, basically, in the, in the month of July. So it is what it is. Everybody goes through a downstretch. So you hope they figure it out, and you hope they get Stanton back healthy, and you hope this Bader dude figures it, comes back, and, and, is, and, and is an impact down the stretch. But injuries, foot injuries for guys that play with speed are not good. So I don't know. It's, it's plantar fasciitis. They say he'll be back by September. So we'll see. All right. Well, listen, that's it. What a, I mean, what an exciting trade deadline! It crazy, crazy, frustrating for for both of us to some degree. Jordan Montgomery was that was the problem for you, and yeah. to me, Christian Vasquez just you know saddened me to be quite honest. Yeah, it'll be interesting and, to see if anything comes more of Jordan Montgomery. But you know, knowing Yankee Nation is just going to kind of go whoosh to just disappear. Just move forward, move on, <laughs> keep the train moving. Uh, you've been listening to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in. The MLB app. You can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. 
Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.